come stop and take a trip down on my block Where you see hidden potential, young minds sharper than Ginsu And ain't afraid to speak their mind if they got something against you We standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride Hate will cease to exist, let's put our differences aside From my side to your side, from Dutchtown to Southside From Penrose to Northside, from Benton Park to Old North to West End to West Side We bless when we step out, we stand down, rise up, stand together, wise up this is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. In this week's episode, our Stitchcast sits down to have a conversation about generational trauma and toxic traditions. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers. Hello everybody under the sound of my voice I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio I'm your host Brandon Lewis and I'm accompanied by two new members of our Stitchcast Hey y'all, hello How y'all feeling? Y'all good? Yeah, yeah. good Fire, fire, fire So uh, ladies and gentlemen, today we want to talk about a slightly heavy topic Today we're going to talk about generational trauma What is generational trauma? How heavy can those effects be? And what things exemplify as generational trauma? So um, let's just let's just start it off. To y'all, would like when you hear the word generational trauma, what do you think of? Or the phrase generational trauma. The first thing I think of is really just like black parents specifically mm. bringing down traditions that aren't good, like really bad habits to their children, and their children take it to their children. So. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I think of that, and I also think of like when I think of generational trauma, I think of black people, obviously, but like I think of like how. It all like kind of ties back into racism in this country, and it kind of ties into like how the bad traditions are like they stem from racism or like how we have to act because of racism in this country. Like how how, how black people have to act towards white people and like around white people, kinda. And like I feel like that shapes what the trauma is like having to present ourselves a certain way in front of white people make us act a certain way behind closed doors right. and like parents just pass down what they've learned and don't really try to learn something new or try something different because they think it's worked for so long why like fix them if it's not broke right for sure for sure yeah that's i learned about that in my class actually that's what that's called like the term for that is called <laughs> racial etiquette and I read a book wow. about how yeah. uh, white parents and black parents taught racial etiquette differently. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. back then, black parents would teach their children to like basically stay away or like stay away from white people or just make sure that they have like the foundations of respecting all of your elders so that if there mm-hmm. was, they didn't seem like, I don't know, give a white person more, like more of a reason to want to harm or hurt them type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right, or like black parents back then had to teach their kids like, how to act around white people so they won't feed into this stereotype that like harms black people's images and makes it like okay for some white people to try to like be prejudiced against them and they had to learn how to be like basically they can't do what white counterparts can do they can't be disrespectful or none of that because as soon as a white person sees that they're gonna use that against them mm-hmm. any chance that they get low-key i feel like i have heard black parents telling their shits in public and like stories and stuff like that Why don't be doing that in front of these white people mm-hmm. like, right. or like heard you that. ain't no white kid you should like you, you better not play me in the store like stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, and it's for like sure. for sure to appear a certain way yeah right and i feel like that's because like 
that's like a generational curse that's been passed down because like you got to think about it back in the days when the stores got unsegregated or like mm -hmm. all the public places got unsegregated these white kids could be out here acting out in the aisles and stuff but a black mm -hmm. kid do it and now whoever is management and stuff it's which is typically white people gotta come handle them yes mm -hmm. making them a target sure. basically right for sure now now uh and, and of course we're not gonna make this entire podcast about the will smith thing but let's unpack it for a second uh i think i don't i, I can't say with 100 percent certainty that it would qualify as generational trauma but i do think that that was the product of some pent-up trauma um or some trauma that wasn't dealt with uh the reason i think it might be generational is because in his book he, he wrote this book and uh one of the first things he says is that from the time that i was six years old i felt like a coward uh because um he grew up watching his dad abuse his mother mm -hmm. and he didn't do anything about it or whatever and at the time this was the number one woman in his life you know what i'm saying he didn't do anything about it you know what I'm saying? so he said he grew up feeling like a coward Mm -hmm. And so, and now he feel like he got to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. most of you know what I'm saying. So now he he at the Oscars, and, and this is either the number one or number two woman in his life. You know what I'm saying that he's sitting next to, and again, she's being abused, not not physically abused, but like but, but verbally. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm she's saying. She's being put down one yeah, way or another, and now he feel like he has to do something. Like exactly. this is his second chance. Exactly, to and he's not gonna sit in that chair and not do nothing about it right. again. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That make a lot more sense now. Felt, felt. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, most of it. I think, I I think it was like, a lot more involved. I feel like when the whole situation happened, every like everybody was mad at Will Smith because the attention he took from black accomplishments that year at the Oscars. Because mm -hmm. I forgot they said who won that like really deserved it. Like it was I forgot who they said they won. Yeah, it was a lot of, of people. The mm -hmm. fact that I forgot is crazy because all you could think about is the Will Smith situation. And right. it's like all those people deserve their flowers. They deserved all the attention that they should have got, but it was taken away from a lapsed moment in judgment. Yeah, for sure. And it's like that's why everybody was mad because she did like she said she didn't want him to do all of that. Mm -hmm. Because it was like uncalled for. Like I deal with people like that in day day to day life, where it's like they feel like they have to show this display of extreme emotion, but you mm -hmm. don't. Like that's what evolving and that's what being mature is: learning when and when not to handle a situation and how to handle it, mm -hmm. and not to just it, like react. Right, as right as it not to just like Martha. react. You have to like take that in yeah. and like really taking your surroundings and who is the situation that happened with before you just go off. For sure. I feel mm -hmm. like acting off impulse is another like generational curse too. Though, mm -hmm. Honestly, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, most of. Or I feel like another generational curse is. Let's say you went to fast food or something, feeling like if you don't get, they don't get your order right or something, they, like they doing something intentionally to you. They intentionally trying to mess with you and stuff. I feel like yeah. that's such a generational trauma. Because mm -hmm. I've seen my auntie do it, I see my mama do it, and I just be like, I think everybody need to calm down and take a breather. Maybe it was like, an accident. It's an accident. Like me right. working, a grown up yet, like, these teenagers out here working like i hate when my mom do that because if somebody yelled at your child like that i call you you coming up here you not even stopping you go right. driving to the building mm -hmm. to get your point across so like don't be yelling at these kids and yelling at these young adults because they messing up it's like mm -hmm. they're learning and it's life for sure yeah this is, this is a lot of their first jobs right yeah. this is like a growing experience for yeah. them and you yelling at them or badgering them and stuff is making it harder than it should be
Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's that time again. Time for another StitchCast Studio Arts Interlude. That's right, it's time to pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitchers original song entitled Way Reprise. Some of that 
is definitely, definitely, definitely a form of generational trauma. And I be feeling for people that say things that way because that's an exhausting way to live life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Thinking that every time something is done to you, it had to have been on purpose. Somebody right. had to have been out to get you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, actually, uh, so Dr. Punch, one of the uh, guests that we wanted for the show, um, or for the uh, podcast, Dr. Punch is a trauma expert, and uh, mentioned that some people that live a really harsh life come to this conclusion that nothing in the world is interested in their well-being. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah, is interested in hurting them. And that once they that. get to that place, it's up to them to come out of that place. Mm-hmm. Um, as an adult, once mm-hmm. an adult has reached that conclusion, it's up to them. Dr. Punch said, you can't save them. You can't pull them back. You can't bring them back. It's for them. They have to come to a different yeah. conclusion. Yeah, they I have actually, to take I've had the experience of dealing with somebody like that in mm-hmm. my life, like currently, and it's like that's like so true because like once they get to that point where they feel like everything that they do, it always like ends up bad or somebody is always messing it up for them, they like can't accept bad things happen. Like I feel like how do I explain this? It's this show. It's this cartoon show, Steven Universe. <laughs> <laughs> but like on the show it's this one episode and it's like he's like going to the doctor and it's like you're fine on the outside but on the inside you've had so many large bad re- like bad things happen to you your automatic reaction is to be on defense mode like you instantly go from zero to ten because all the dangerous situations you've been in to where you have to be on ten so now when minor things are happening that's your automatic reaction and it's like not equaling out you like not balanced and i feel like that's what those people that um uh, think the whole world is against them that's what it's like like you've had so many traumas and big situations impact your life that now you don't know how to emotionally react to small things and it's like those people i feel like i really want to help but your best help is just to like not distance yourself but kind of fall back because like the more they depend on your help and the more that they depend on you the worst is gonna get when you can't do something for them and they have that reaction they go from zero to ten and it's like you can't control that most definitely and i've dealt with people like that and unfortunately so so i know a, a friend who's mother is like that mm-hmm. and because her mother's like that my friend suffers from a fraction of what her mother sees mm-hmm. but my friend suffers that like she suffers a fraction of it of course but i know it came from her mama mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, her mama really her instilled mom this level of suspicion in her mm-hmm. or whatever her, her like like man her, her mama that made them like they had to drop out of school and get geds because her mama felt like the public school system was trying to do something to her kids or whatever. Mm. You know, so, so she made them drop out completely. She said, man, go get some GEDs. Uh, my friend's brother missed out on getting several different jobs because they mama was, was suspicious about the job one, the social security number, Ooh. which is crazy because that's wow. a Everything. normal thing yeah. for a job. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But these are the type of like things. Like she was so. the person that you have working for you. For sure, for sure. And she, she didn't send my friend some, uh, some, some videos or whatever saying, listen to this dude. He know what he's talking about. And this dude is notorious for being a conspiracy theorist and giving yeah. out false information. Adults are super susceptible to like misinformation and stuff. Bro, right. you feel me? I think right. they think 
that we are uh-huh. like this generation right. I feel like we we know we know a little bit uh-huh we, for we sure really for sure i yeah. feel like this generation asks a lot more questions and my mom's like mm-hmm. you ask too many questions you don't just you but i feel right. like past generations didn't ask Excellent. enough questions right. Most yeah. of, and that's most how of. a lot of times they got into situations because uh-huh. you just went off the information that was gave to you yeah. and you didn't really analyze it like you should have sure. right. sure. i'm a huge overthinker and while it is it gets in my way sometimes i'd rather be an overthinker than an underthinker because i feel like you can really place how important the situation is when you like overthink you can place what you should do next more when you overthinking and overanalyzing because uh-huh. you're right. analyzing period and like old generations didn't really think too much about it they thought you know i can trust this person with this situation so i should be able to trust them in this situation mm-hmm. and that's how they kind of messed up a lot most definitely hey, it's interesting you bring it up so that's another example of the of these traditions that we was talking about earlier because when we right, so 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 let's take the 40s the 50s the 60s for example right this was a time where like specifically black people were white people wasn't playing with us you know what i'm saying right. and so a, a black mother couldn't afford to have an inquisitive or overly rebellious child you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and that time that man yo you going your, your child is gonna get killed you know what i'm saying so 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 when mama say move like like ain't no time to be like why you know what i'm saying yeah, if mama say like, move like we was, have to back go back then it was more of a drastic situation exactly. to listen to the older person in your life but most now death, everything death. is progressed and uh-huh. all these conversations are happening in these big spaces where we can be more black freely we can uh-huh. be like gay people can be more gay freely and most transsexuals yeah. like all of that yeah. it's like it's becoming a lot safer than it was back then yeah so now that then- we have this time because we don't have to like just run 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 mm-hmm. it's like leaving more space for more questions for sure for sure and and that's the thing that that's that's what i was getting to so that's the tradition you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. so 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 if that mother from the 60s raised her daughter like that mm-hmm. that daughter is gonna raise her daughter like that yeah, or her son like that you know what i'm saying down. right not specifically because the environment demands it now but because that's how that's what I know now. Yeah, that's, that's how like I always, you that, that's what you I know. That keeps happening. Exactly. That's the only thing you can teach. And exactly. it's like I feel like I wish I could like get this analogy into words, but my biology teacher had this analogy about how genes work and how genes are passed down when they're needed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. some genes aren't like some genes are still passed down even though they aren't needed. Mm-hmm. And they have to like mutate out. Like the um uh, species has to mutate that gene out and the way they do that is they have multiple different offsprings they have multiple different features and let's say these features are different outlooks on the world and it's like some will thrive in the new environment because they don't have the gene and some will unfortunately end up passing away or like not thrive because mm-hmm. they do have that gene and the gene that like i mean the offspring that like thrives makes more offspring and like they adapt and evolve and And that's how we get yeah yeah, and that's how we get to this point Mm -hmm. where you have some people that were taught by the offspring that didn't thrive so they had learned something that we don't need to like be on defense about anymore and we have the gene that did thrive and they like know the way of the world now and they have room and space to grow and stuff 
for sure. Hope that makes definitely. sense. Now that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. We, <laughs> so, um, when we was prepping for this podcast, one of the videos that really stood out to me was this lady talking about how um, in 2020, a black lady is in the store with her child, a white lady is in the store with her child. The black lady compliments the white lady's child, and oh, he's so smart, he's this, he's that, right? The white lady compliments the black lady's child saying, oh, he's so smart, he's this, he's that. And the black lady responds by saying, what are you, what are you talking about? No, he, he, he don't, he don't do what I ask him to. He can't get nothing right, blah, 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 right, right. She starts to degrade him, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the video explained that the reason she has that reaction is because back when we were slaves, you couldn't brag on how good your child was because then the mm -hmm. slave master was gonna sell your kid. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. Oh, if he really that, was, that good, then he gonna make me some money. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm that's the way so, to think about it. I never thought about it that way. So that way of thinking got passed down along with other things. So, for example, um, back during the time of slavery, Willie Lynch, that was his man named Willie Lynch, uh, last name was ironic, but um, but that was his real last name. Um, so Willie Lynch uh, came to the South and basically wrote this book, like basically saying, like, first of all, Y'all not doing the slave thing right. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not a problem that y'all got slaves, but y'all doing it wrong. He came down to the south and he saw like slaves just hanging from poles and all of that, like decorations or whatever. Whoa. And um they were like, huh, yeah, that look, look, wild. look. Or whatever. And he was like, like just had them on display. That's yeah. Crazy. And That's he, crazy. he would look and be like, Y'all wasting money. Like y'all, y'all, y'all don't even know. Yeah, like this is wasting money. They could be picking cotton they could be lifting they could be doing the work that you don't want to do and instead you killed them and hung and put them on poles so he said this is what you do with your slaves you you identify the the the, the strongest the alpha male out the pack right when you figure out who that one is you beat him not you don't kill him you don't beat him to death but you beat him to the point that he wishes he he was dead you beat him within an inch of his life just when, like, 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 just before he died, like, ju just when he, like, right at the brink, you stop beating him. Uh huh. He said, "You do this in front of all of your other slaves. What this is gonna do is it's gonna teach the mothers to teach their daughters to be super independent, to the point where they don't have to rely on a on a male. They don't have to rely on a man. It'll teach them to be super independent. So if they meet a man or whatever, and this happens to him, they'll be okay." It'll also teach them to raise their sons to be a lot more feminine and less alpha male. You know what I'm saying? It'll teach mm -hmm. them to, to teach them to be a lot more like submissive. Like live in fear and like degrade the masculinity. So yes, they, yes. So, this won't so that again. right, so that they don't become the next alpha male that the slave master, you know, you know, mm -hmm. you know, um, yes, that the slave master makes an example out of. That's kind of crazy. Right, right, mad crazy, mad mm -hmm. crazy. But it's, it's messed up, but that sound low key. It sound effective, but it's super right, messed that up. Sound like super, it was effective. Like that sounds super effective, but it's like kind of. It's really messed up how effective mm -hmm. that was. It, it was right. effective because now, even now, um, we have a lot of black males that have a hard time accepting what society would consider the responsibilities of a man mm -hmm. and you have black women I was just who have about that too. a very hard time even fathoming or uttering the idea of needing a man period you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so so yeah not only was it effective 
it trickled down. With, yeah, it yes. evolved with like the culture and with mm -hmm. humans. And I feel like that's kind of crazy that you said that. Cause I was thinking like, as you was talking, I was like, I just know this is gonna have some kind of impact on how the black household is built now with mm -hmm. single mothers that are raising these yeah. kids mm -hmm. and with men that don't really take responsibility mm -hmm. or take the position of a man. And I feel like, all these single mothers have have to be raising this man. I feel like kind of the way the generational trauma works is like there are some people that they know that they're doing this. They know what their elders taught them, so they're doing it like that. And it's some people that these things are just like kind of embedded in them. They don't really notice that they're like messing up their kids until it's too late because it's kind of like a subconscious thing. Like you don't know that you tr like teaching your son to be bad towards women. It's just like the way you let your son see you be treated or the way you will like carry yourself as a woman and that's what trickles down to your son and teaches him these ways. Most definitely. It's not always intentional. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of crazy that like something like that could impact this time. And it, like slavery wasn't even that long ago, but it was long enough for it to be like it's everybody. a really huge effect on everyone right. at coming out. Yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. For sure. And so Willie Lynch went down there and, and that wasn't that wasn't the only thing he told him. He wrote a whole book saying, all right, do this, do that, do this, do this. You know what I'm saying? Um, essentially teaching them that like like you can break the bodies for sure, but when you Breaking can the break mind. the mind, then it's something different. And they broke it. They broke everybody else mm -hmm. after too. Well, a song that I listen to that I just think is so hard is J Cole. Um, uh, what is the name of that song? All of them. <laughs> right, <laughs> all of them. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, okay. But no, it like says something, and it's about like how slavery didn't like it like it took us so many years to get out of slavery because it enslaved more than just our bodies and enslaved yeah. our minds. Yeah, that slave mm -hmm. mindset that we Yeah, the slave mindset and I have to find this song because this song is Is so it good. is it G O M D? Snow on the Bluff. That's Snow what it's called. Bluff. Snow oh. on the oh, Bluff. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I forgot how the line went, but it said that and I was like, that's crazy too. He said a lot of things in there that like really yeah, just had definitely. me thinking. Well, that's on like that song. They tried ideas. to cancel that man for that song. Oh yeah. I was, I was like, like, not my I goat. Was like, not my not my, <laughs> my goat. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'll be like, man, get up out of here. Right. Like I hate when people like just don't think J. Cole is a good rapper because I'm like if he's not in your top five, something is wrong with you. Right. Feel I feel like if you like Kendrick Lamar, like why wouldn't you and like can y'all stop Cole? trying to put them against each other? Please. Right. Well, like why trying, wouldn't you like J. Cole? Y'all just let them the best. They go together the best. Like just let them be two great artists that can My coexist. Bad. Stop pinning everybody against each other just because they both are very impactful in For the sure. same way. For sure. Like, it doesn't always have to be a fight. That's yeah, the problem with the world now. Everybody yeah. wants a fight. Most of uh, everybody under the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio. We hope that you found this uh, maybe a little entertaining, uh, but definitely very informative. We hope that you walk away learning something that you didn't know when you came in. If you're in between the ages of 16 and 24, wondering how you can join our Stitchcast family or how you can be a part of our youth council here at Story Stitches, we encourage you to go to storystitches.org. And also, if you're wondering what we have going on next, where we're going to be performing next, when's our next event? Event, what's happening if you want to figure that out you can go to storystitches.org and we have all the information that you can possibly handle that being said i'm your host brandon lewis peace y'all goodbye and we out thank you hey, wow. Good job, man. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Story Stitches is supported in part by the Lewis Prize for Music's 2021 Accelerator Award. The mission of the Lewis Prize is to partner with leaders who create positive change by investing in young people through music. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitches programs is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2023, Trio Foundation, Deaconess Foundation, and the Arts and Education Council. St. Louis Story Stitches Studio, the center, is supported in part by Cranesburg Arts Foundation as a resident organization. Thank you for listening. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.